All right, day 87. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We yeah. don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. We're we're recording this one at the end of a longer day, and I've not eaten all day. So I may be crunching some of these popcorn shrimp while we're talking about the songs. <laughs> the songs, yep. All right, so... Man, this is day two of the Psalms, bro. Yep. And like we said, the Psalms are this prayer and praise book for believers for centuries, right? And Psalm 5 picks up, and it's a lament, right? It's a lament of David. And remember, these laments go from problems to praise, right? Where someone, usually David, will cry out in his distress to God. He's waiting on a response from God. Right. And the thing I love about Psalm 5, bro, is that he is persistent and he is expectant. That's good. Bro, when we're in affliction, we often fall off on one side of the horse. Right. We either stop praying <laughs> right, or right, we right. just going through the motions and routines and just saying words. We're not expecting God to actually come through. And I think David here serves as a model for us and how we should come to God in prayer, especially in light of problems that arise in our lives. Amen. And so how he ends, though, <clears throat> is the dopest part because... He ends, again, with this blessing, he ends understanding that God is his protection, right? And he says, yo, like, at the end of the day, if you coming against me, you coming against God. Right. Because <laughs> I'm on God's side, right? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, our protection is a person, right? We don't have to trust in, you know, our own resources. Our protection is a person. For you, Lord, he says in verse 12, for you, Lord, bless the righteous one. You, hear this, surround him with favor like a shield yeah it's amazing yeah uh-huh. it's, it's dope so yeah. yeah and in psalm 6 once again there's not really rhyme yeah. or necessary there's not a necessary there's not necessarily a connection in between these psalms right in the same way that yeah. there would be between two corresponding chapters in a narrative right, right? so we don't have to try to push the connection so strong here they may be one what we're saying is we just don't know it see it or yeah. think it's that important right now to get us to yeah. the message yeah so in psalm 6 it's a different like you said a different tone so he's like hey <laughs> be gracious to me right for i'm weak heal me right um don't rebuke me in your anger right and one of the funny things is you know knowing the holy and just character of god often excites and comforts us when someone sins against us Mm -hmm. but it oftentimes can cripple us when we believe we've sinned against god and you see here that his whole his whole tone is just different right he 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 essentially it seems as if he's seen he thinks that he's done something wrong but the beauty once again is that god doesn't leave his people uh uh, on red, right? right. <laughs> on, on red, or he doesn't uh, send us to voicemail. He he picks up all of his children's phone calls, bro. And so uh, even when we're like drowning in the depth of our sin, uh, I think it's just important to remember that we have, like, we still have access to the King, no matter what. Right. And what I love about this psalm too is, you know, he's praying like, "Yo, God, don't be angry with me." Yeah. And so it is this sense where he's owning up to the fact, like. Yo, ah, yeah. I did something wrong. Mm. But the end of the psalm is him. Well, verse three, right? He says, yo, my whole being is shaken with 
terror. Mm. And then at the end, verse 10, right? He's like, all my enemies will be ashamed. Yeah. And shake with terror. They will turn back and suddenly be disgraced. So even in the midst of confessing the things that he does wrong, he still has this close enough relationship with God where he's asking God, all right, God, mercy, Mm. I need your help. I know that they should trample me. Mm. However, God, I'm going to appeal to you, not not on the basis of my goodness, but on the basis of your goodness, which is a good word for us, and it helps us to understand, right? Are we bashful in asking God for things when we feel like we've messed up? Yeah, we talked about that, yeah. If we are, it's probably because we're making the appeal to God based on our goodness and not his. his. But when we realize that God is good and loves to show mercy, even when we're at the rock, or even when we're at rock bottom, we can with confidence call out to God and ask for his help in our time of need because his mercy and goodness is based on his goodness, not ours. That's excellent. No, that's excellent. Uh, You know, Psalm 7, it's... It's a little different as well. He has this historical situation. Basically, it's this Benjaminite talking crazy on his name. Mm. And, <laughs> you know, if you remember the Benjaminites, this is dope because we, we we just finished 2 Samuel, right? right? And Saul was from Benjamin. Yep. So his house ain't like, ain't really rock with David. I saw the Jonathan Mephibosheth. Go back and listen to that to get more context. But here, this dude is, is talking crazy, slandering David's name. And the first place... David goes instead of upside his head <laughs> with words, mm. it's to God in prayer. Yep. And I just think for us, bro, like, especially in the age we live in, <laughs> when people, um, yeah, talk behind our backs or we hear of them speaking of us in a uh, uh, non fondly, you yep. know, that we would go to God in prayer yep. about how we ought to respond. And mm. David shows us that here. And at the end, he does, you know, uh, call for the justice of God to come down, right? And he's even like, yo, like, God, you're impartial, right? So even if if I did something to deserve this, let me get the first lick. Right. right? Hit me first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's calling on the justice of God at the end uh, because someone is coming against the cause of God. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, what I love about that is that it just humanizes the Psalms, right? Yeah. Sometimes in a conflict, there's two folks that are involved, right? Yeah. It is... Not, hey, nobody's perfect. Yeah. You did some stuff. I did some stuff. Let's both come and say my bad and move on. Yeah. But sometimes there are conflicts where That's good. <clears throat> you sit back and say, no, 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 no. I'm not a perfect person, <laughs> but I'm 100% in the right on this one. Yeah. And it's an unfair uh, attack, right? And so that's what David falls in. Yeah. And it's... It dope because there's not a rebuke for him Mm-mm. in this song, but there's space for him to cry out to God when we're being slandered. Yeah, and it's crazy because um, this is an imprecatory psalm, and we don't have time to get into what all that means right now. But uh, basically, you know, we we have to remember that it's not sinful necessarily for us to call on God to enact justice in the world. Uh, interpersonally, right, between two people, but also institutionally, right? right. In the systems and the cultures and the kings and the people in power. And you're going to see that all throughout the Psalms. And so we'll talk more about them as they arise. But we see that from David here. And he's even like, at the end of the day, like, let his own, let him get caught in his own wicked schemes. That's right? it. And that's the kind of prayer 
um, that he prays. And again, David is innocent, right? He's this innocent sufferer, which uh, foreshadows the personal work of Jesus, who is the perfect innocent sufferer with no sin at all. Psalm 8, one of our favorites. Oh. Uh, you're joined on this one, bro. Your uh, sermon. I, I don't love... even know when you preached it, but it, was, it always just kind of sticks with me. Yeah. And, um, you know, Psalm 8 is good because, and it's picked up by other authors in scripture, but it's good too because it looks backward and forward, mm. right? It looks back to creation and the dignity that God created human beings with. Um, but it also looks forward to the perfect man who comes into earth and rules over earth. That's and so true. basically like God is glorified when man is dignified, Yeah. right? When we seek the dignity and affirm the dignity of image bearers, people who are made in the image of God, God gets glory. Right. And you see like an inclusio, God, how magnificent is your name throughout all the earth? Kind of uh, sandwiches this song. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like it's it's ultimately still about God, right? Yeah. Even our own dignity points to his glory. Right. Not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, God's meant to be exalted mm -hmm. when man is in his rightful place. Rightful place. Yes, that's good. So to dignify man is something that God created him for. Mm hmm to dehumanize man, mm, mm. slavery, oppression. That's good, bro. Minimizes the glory of God because it treats man as something that God didn't make him to be. That's excellent, bro. That's that's to deify man. Write that on tablet of your heart. <laughs> <laughs> to deify man. Mm, opposite opposite direction. Yes. Opposite so to era. take somebody and to lift them up and mm. to give them status and applause and this mm. deference that only what, God deserves. What we do to celebrities and figures and our favorite pastors, pastors <laughs> yeah. that is to minimize the glory of God because once again, yes. you've taken man out of his rightful place, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. so there's two, mm -hmm. there are two ditches that we can fall off off of this road, right? We yeah. can deify man, treat him more highly than he deserves or dehumanize man and all that flies in the face of Psalm 8. Psalm 8 is saying, no, 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 no. God created man to be dignified and God's name is glorified when man is dignified. So even if this text is our fuel and our backdrop for our pursuit of justice, that is a way that we magnify the name of God because we say his creation is worth uh, defending and uplifting when they have been dehumanized. Yeah, it's excellent too because <clears throat> it's so much in the song, but I, I want to point out just the uh, kind of like uh, glory that he's made man yeah. so he says in uh, verse 5 you made him a little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor verse 6 you made him ruler <laughs> over the work mm. of your hands uh, you put everything under his feet and what he's saying is man was created right to exercise God's kingship on earth wow. right over the earth mm. and what's crazy is is that when you look at Genesis 3 they gave the rule up my boy ambassador, my guy ambassador says, uh, we're made to rule, but Satan's fooled us. And God is on a bumpy ride like a yellow school bus. And now he rules because we gave the rule up. And his point is like, yo, we, we gave the rule over to the powers of darkness. Mm. And with the Lord Jesus comes back, and this is what the New Testament writers pick up. They're like, no, no, he had to become man. Jesus, God had to become man because he had to restore the rule that we gave up. And he does that by living his perfect life, doing what Adam and Eve should have did. That's good. Listening only to God. That's good. Dying and resurrecting and mm. thereby defeating death, <laughs> uh, you, you know, defeating Satan with his own scheme, right? Yep. Satan led us to death and Jesus by dying delivers us from it. And so you see that Christ 
is the one. And then that's why it says <clears throat> in this text too that um, you know, God put everything under his feet when Jesus raises from the grave. Everything is under his feet, mm. right? And Hebrews would say, like, oh, right now, right? We don't see it all subject to him, even right. though he gave it to him. We don't see it all yet. But one day we will. Mm. Right? Everything will be in perfect harmony. And no one will be dehumanized anymore. Amen. God's glory will be put on full display. Mm. And the Lord Jesus will reign over all yeah. perfectly. And we'll reign with him. Ah, we wait for that day to come. Let's pray. Father, we echo the words that come at the end of the Bible. Maranatha, come, Lord, quickly. We pray for a day when man will no longer be dehumanized or deified, Father, but um, your glory would be seen in the dignity that mankind is treated with. We pray for that to come on a global scale. Yes. We pray that you would give us the strength to work towards that on a local scale. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.